It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time for Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Lots to get into. Brian was out at the Arizona Fall League, plus taking a look at maybe Ali Barmol or Stubby Clapp being the next manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. As always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. Blue Tail Medical Group, great alternative prior to surgery. Doctors Wolf, Bays, and Crane, they will keep you in the game. So if you're scheduled for surgery, call them first. And uh, they'll check you out in Chesterfield just to make sure that everything is right, but they have alternatives prior to surgery to help you immediately recover. And again, that's bluetailmedicalgroup.com. Hey, Brian, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Dan. It's a pleasure to be on here every Wednesday for, what's now, three and a half years, something like that. It's great. It's been a great run, and I'm glad we're going to be able to continue. Absolutely. Uh, You've been a busy man. You were out in Arizona, and I want to get into a bunch of what was happening out there But first, I mean, the big story, obviously, is a guy that we know quite well. You knew him especially in his minor league days, Mike Schilt, but uh, relieved of his duties as the manager of the Cardinals. What was your reaction to that? To be honest with you, Dan, I was stunned. I didn't have any inkling that this was in the works. Um, I was actually on the field interviewing players down in Arizona and got a a text message which said, uh, you know, we have a Zoom call in 15 minutes. And that was uh, very unusual that there was no notice to speak of. And so I quick ran upstairs and other people called in from their cars and wherever they were to get the surprising news from John Mosellock and Mr. DeWitt that uh, Schilt had been let go. Uh, And, you know, everybody's read about this, so we don't need to recap the the philosophical differences and the speculation behind what those philosophical differences were. But, uh, you know, everybody left by taking the high road. And while Mike Schilt's under contract for another year, he'll be a guy that'll be in demand for other openings because, putting everything else aside he was a very successful major league manager in his in his three and a half years running the cardinals no doubt a guy you know well is ali marmol he managed in the minor league stubby clap as well i would think that those two will be uh in uh the conversation for this i want to start with ali marmol uh he's 35 at one time he was the youngest manager in uh the minor leagues then became the bench coach for mike schilt what do you know about ali Ollie was a, an infielder, uh, came up and was a cerebral guy, you know, one of the guys who's, uh, you know, was always asking questions and, and, you know, analyzing the game, even as a player. He only got as far as uh, high A, and, uh, you know, there just wasn't enough bat. And so he immediately transitioned into coaching. And, you know, you think of Marmol as kind of a new guy, but the reality is he's been coaching for 10 years. He managed five years in the minor leagues, and then he has now been on the major league staff for five seasons as well. So, while he's young in age, as you said, 35 years old, uh, he has a lot of experience. He uh, managed at four levels in the minor leagues, won a championship in, uh, in short season Class A, was an honoree of the George Kissel Award. Uh, so, you know, is a, is a really, um, really an accomplished individual. But, you know, as I was looking at the candidates and thinking about it, the thing that crossed my mind was Oliver Marmol was a very, very close friend, as well as, of course, the bench coach of Mike Schilt. The two were very, very close, and, you know, there's a, there's a friendship there and allegiance there, and, and I wonder whether Marmol would feel uncomfortable, you know, taking over Mike Schilt's job if offered to him, but I'm sure that Schilt encouraged him to, you know, go ahead and pursue that for his own career, and from a, an analytic perspective, he's very, very, you know, current, and I think that will be an area where he will perhaps better align with the organization than even Mike Schilt did. How about Stubby Clapp? Stubby Clapp is, you know, he's an old school guy. We know he's a former Cardinals, you know, scrappy infielder, 
Um, but when he got a chance, he worked in, uh, I believe it was Toronto system. He, you know, he had some experience after playing and then came back to the Cardinals, was very successful managing uh, AAA players, two championships in two years with AAA Memphis with some very, very young players, players that were young for their league, young for in terms of experience. And he uh, led those teams to, you know, exceptional records. And so when an opportunity came to take over the first base coach job, which which I, Oliver Marmol actually had before he became the bench coach, Stubby Clapp got that opportunity. And he's extremely well-liked, uh, would be a solid choice. But I just tend to feel that Stubby might be a little bit more old school than Oliver Marmol. And for that reason, uh, I think Marmol is probably the leading candidate among the two. But again, you know, we're not sitting in those job interviews. What do you think about having a 35-year-old manager? Um, in, in Ali with, with no major league experience in terms of playing and, uh, just, you know, just the, the, he's got a good resume, as you mentioned, but it's a, it's a great responsibility. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, that's, I guess, three in a row for the Cardinals, right? Hiring exactly. if Oliver gets the job three in a row, you know, guys who didn't have major league managerial experience and Marmol, his advantage is that he actually, you know, at least played in the minor leagues. Granted, he didn't reach the major leagues as a player, but he has, you know, a lot of credibility and, you know, not to be put aside is the fact that he's bilingual and that has a certain advantage as well, um, you know, given the number of Hispanic players in the organization. So, you know, I think there are a lot of reasons why Oliver Marmol would be a good choice. Yeah, his inexperience will be a question mark, but he's been with the club a long time. He's been with the organization a long time. And I would imagine that he would have the confidence of of everyone involved, players as well as uh, the front office. And, you know, we've seen how important it is for the manager to be in sync with the organizational strategy, however it's defined to be. When John Mozeliak was asked, you know, what is the organizational strategy on that Zoom call, he talked about developing internally, developing players internally, developing coaches internally. And Oliver Marmol fits that bill. Yeah. Uh, Arizona Fall League, uh, what stood out for you? A couple of Cardinals uh, really putting up some good numbers, but uh, you were out there for the last uh, handful of days and taking in the sun, but working very hard, I know that. So uh, what would you take in? Well, there was the first week of play now is done in the Arizona Fall League. They play six days a week, Sundays off. And the way the Cardinals are lined up currently, of course they have four pitchers and four hitters down there. On the pitching side, in a little bit of a surprise, Zach Thompson and Andre Palante. Zach Thompson uh, was at AAA, Andre Palante at AA, both very, you know, uh, experienced starting pitchers. They're not starting, but Jordan Hicks is instead. And again, the way the Arizona Fall League works, five organizations staff each team. So of those five organizations, each one gets to designate a, a starting pitcher. And the Cardinals want Jordan Hicks to get innings. He threw uh, 40 innings in his first start, two innings. Uh, he'll be starting again tonight, Wednesday night, in his second start. So Jordan Hicks is being stretched out, you know, with the potential of, you know, you know, potentially joining that starting race next year, along maybe with Alex Reyes. So, you know, it gives the Cardinals some opportunities to fill what could be uh, a couple of openings in the rotation. So we'll be watching Jordan Hicks closely to see how he does as he gets stretched out. Thompson and Palante are both pitching long relief. And they uh, have thrown, I think, now a total of 10 innings between the two, only giving up two runs. And one of the reasons that they're pitching uh, now, maybe in longer stints, is because some of the other players on the Arizona Fall League roster went home after the minor league season, whereas these guys kept pitching. So Thompson uh, has been especially impressive. Ten strikeouts in five innings, 
only one hit allowed, no runs, three walks, but um, holding opponents to an 059 batting average. Uh, you know, Zach Thompson, if he can turn the corner, because he had an up and down year with, with Memphis, he started off very slowly, started to improve, and then in September, you know, hit some more bumps again. But, you know, with, the, with we've talked so much about Libertor this year, and Thompson, you know, it was actually a college pitcher where Libertor is a high school guy. And, you know, you just like to see Zach Thompson. He showed his durability this year. He made 19 starts through almost 100 innings in AAA. And, you know, he's a guy that could get himself in the picture next year as well if this Arizona Fall League uh, success continues. What did you see from him? What was the, the difference? As you mentioned, there was a lot of bumps in the road um, for him this year mechanically, results-wise, but uh, what's he doing right now in the Arizona Fall League that's giving him success? Well, I mean, his his curveball is his, you know, his separator pitch, and, you know, he's able to locate that against both right-handed and left-handed batters, and that seems to be his differentiator. You know, he's got a nice multi-pitch offering, uh, but, you know, he's not a, a you know, 99-mile-an-hour throw-through-the-wall guy, and so for him, the, the key for Zach Thompson is to, you know, be able to throw strikes and, you know, because the walks tend to get himself in a little bit of trouble this year. But, again, that's a, that's an experience question. Zach Thompson, we shouldn't forget, completely leapt over double A. The last time he pitched in game action prior to 2021 was in uh, in high A in 2019. Now, he was in the alternate camp last year, but they moved, they took him a little bit slowly because he had a little bit of, of shoulder irritation and in Zach's words, you can hear the interview with him at the Cardinal nation when I put it up, but he, you know, he said that they were just being overly careful given that he had a past injury history. In terms of Hicks, how about uh, just your impressions of him velocity? Where was it? That kind of thing. Uh, you know, in the, in the low nineties, uh, you know, his, his, he just, he just looked good. He looked like a guy who was, you know, in those small, in the one small snapshot I saw him pitch looked like a guy who was ready to, to face major league hitters. Um, you know, was putting guys away, pitching backwards when he needed to, was effective against both right-handed and, and left-handers. So, um, you know, again, so far in the early stage, first week of, of six weeks, but, you know, Zach Thompson is probably the, the biggest surprise, a bit positive uh, on the Glendale Desert Dogs. And that's not to take anything away from the hitters, which are, are doing exceptionally well. Uh, and, and that's what I want to get into, too. How about offensively? What has stood out that uh, you've seen from the Cardinals at the Arizona Fall League? Well, the Cardinals have four position players in the Arizona Fall League, and right now the four are among the six top hitters on the Glendale team. So we're talking about uh, Lars Newtbar, who's been playing right field and, and leading off, uh, Juan Yepes, the first baseman, who's typically a cleanup hitter right in the middle of the lineup, same with Nolan Gorman, who's playing second base exclusively, and who told me that he considers his move to second base a permanent move. Uh, and then Brendan Donovan, who's an interesting guy, um, in that he is a multi-position kind of guy, can play second, can play third, has shown he can play shortstop, has played some corner outfield. And Brendan Donovan is a batter, has a very interesting bat, and is a guy that could, you know, work himself, probably not out of camp, but could work himself into a reserve infield position because, um, as we all know, those bench spots are tremendously important, and you've got to have guys that can play multiple positions. And the bench is an area that certainly the Cardinals want to strengthen this next year. And Yepes will certainly come to camp um, with an opportunity to, to compete for that job or maybe even be a designated hitter. Certainly we know Gorman's possibility of coming to camp. Right now, Lars Newtbar is the fourth outfielder. So you've got guys, four guys down in Arizona. They're all OPSing over 960 um, and all playing exceptionally well in the early going. 
I uh, I love the interviews that you did with Gorman and Newpar. Newpar's a character, isn't he? He really is. Uh, he's a guy who's that takes the game very very seriously, but he's also loose. You know, he's always got a smile on his face. Uh, he's a guy that is you know very serious about improving his game. And let's face it, if Lars Newpar was a finished product, he wouldn't be down in Arizona. And he was a you know he was a benefit this year of some misfortune to others. Austin Dean got hurt. Justin Williams washed out. Lane Thomas couldn't do the job. Uh, Scott Hurst got a chance to come up and didn't, you know, didn't succeed. And so the Cardinals, you know, then Lars Newtbar was the next man up. And when he got called up, everybody saw what he could do defensively, what he could do in terms of his enthusiasm on the bases, what he could do to get clutch hits. And so, but the reality is, if you look, because Newtbar was on the bench a lot, except when Gorman, or when Carlson was hurt. He really didn't get that many plate appearances. He only got like something like 230 or 240 plate appearances between Memphis and St. Louis. So he's down in Arizona, uh, like his Jordan Hicks, like his Jake Walsh, a number of them, to get more experience, get more playing time as a springboard, uh, hopefully to better things next year. No doubt. Hey, Brian, great stuff. I mean, really good stuff from the Arizona Fall League. Uh, just tell our listeners when they go to thecardinalnation.com uh, what you're going to get and all the stuff on the site right now. Yeah, we're continuing to roll out our players of the year across the, the Cardinals minor league system, pitchers of the year, uh, relievers, starting pitchers, relievers of the year. So that series continues. Every morning we have a recap of the Arizona Fall League game the day before, uh, which, of course, focuses on the Cardinals. But we also include the box scores of the previous game as well as who's going to be starting. So I said, uh, you know, look for Jordan Hicks tonight. Um, a lot of content. I interviewed uh, all the Cardinals players down there as well as coach, pitching coach Dean Kikafer. And uh, three of those interviews have already been posted, and they'll be um, coming out over the next days in the future and go into detail uh, with these young men about what they're trying to accomplish in Arizona and what they hope to see in the future. Fantastic stuff, Brian. Uh, as always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group, and uh, we'll catch you up next Wednesday. Thank you so much. So long, Dan.